Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Jacob. And welcome to Rookie Rundown, the sports podcast for the casual fan. This week, we've got a full docket. The final four teams have been solidified. The world's most popular sport gave us the upset we didn't know we needed. The Denver Broncos were on fire this week, much like how the Browns were after their press conference introducing Deshaun Watson. The NBA also had some fire issues, while the Toronto Maple Leafs introduced some jerseys we want to light on fire, and baseball broke some barriers. Yeah, and just to be clear, we did not start any of the fires. No, we didn't. Billy Joel said it best. world's been turning. No, the fire's burning since the world's been turning. Yeah, we're definitely leaving that part in. So, <laughs> Jacob, what, are, what should we start with? Well, in the NCAA men's basketball tournament, the dream ended for America when Cinderella St. Peter's got trounced by North Carolina in the Elite Eight. Now, just for a little bit of explanation, and Jacob, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but St. Peter's was a 15 seed who made it to the Elite Eight, which is the first time it's ever happened. And they're called a Cinderella team because they weren't expected to make it this far, and they have. Exactly. And where is St. Peter's College at? They're in Jersey City, New Jersey, so like across from New York. So you keep saying that, and it just goes like in one ear and right out the other. Yeah, it's fun since we went to a small school to see another really small school having success at the national level. Yeah, so who is going to the final four since it's not St. Peter's? Well, it's like the most boring collection of teams ever. And I mean that in the way that there's no underdogs or any like scrappy teams that haven't had success before because it's Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, and Kansas. So it's just like, it's boring. I mean, it's really just, it's boring. Okay, I know Duke. I know the University of North Carolina. I know Kansas. Where is Villanova at? It's a Catholic school in Philadelphia. Okay, well, shouldn't you be cheering for them because Pennsylvania? I probably will, um, but they're also like an established power. So it's just like, I don't know. It's fun. March Madness is so fun because at the start, there's 64 teams who are all fighting and there's so many like plucky underdogs to root for. And at this point, there's really none that are fun. Yeah. I mean, I was really cheering for University of Houston and then out they went. Yeah. They could not get anything going against Villanova. Yeah. So... That's it, folks. That's all that's left. Duke, UNC, Kansas, and Villanova. Yeah, it's just like they're all teams that nobody roots for unless you're a fan of that team. Yeah, and I'm the same way. I like cheering for the underdog. And there are none in this tournament. Yeah, I guess I'll have to... Well, left, I should say. I think I'll end up cheering for Kansas just because I'm from Missouri and my mom went to University of Kansas, so at least they have that going for them. Small favors. Yeah. A secondary to that, I would cheer for Villanova because I like the name. I mean, that didn't fail you the rest of the season. Mostly. Mostly. Except for Gonzaga, they lost. Yeah. And which of these teams has Coach K? That's Duke. Okay. So I'm really hoping that North Carolina beats Duke, so I don't have to listen to some, oh, Coach K is going to go out on top. I hope it gets smoked. I'm so tired of it. I'm so over it. It's like... Coach K's retirement tour is the epitome of if somebody took a humble brag and stretched it out across a whole year. Wow. I've never heard it described that way, but now that you say that, I can totally see it. Yeah. In fact, that's how I feel about retirement tours in general. Like where a player, everybody knows a, a legendary player is going to retire, and then it's just like kissing their butt every time yeah, your team plays. Yeah, it's just excessive. It yeah. is. It's excessive. That's exactly the right word. 
Well, stay tuned for next week to find out who wins in the final four. Yeah, Allie. What other underdog uh, upsets do we have going on? Well, in professional soccer, Italy failed to qualify for the World Cup after losing to North Macedonia. Uh, Italy won in 2018 the well, World they, Cup. They they didn't go in 2018, I don't think. Oh, you're right. They did play. Yeah. I yeah. they didn't qualify. I oh, bet you Denmark. feel bad now, don't you? You're right. Yeah, Italy was favored to win the World Cup, and now they have been dis- like they're no longer in it. They lost to North Macedonia. Yeah, because Italy won the European Championships just this last year. Yeah, and I was right about it, not Jacob. So you know, Jacob, make sure you don't cut that part out. I would never. Uh, so now the World Cup qualifying playoff will be North Macedonia versus Portugal. I remember seeing the playoff tournaments for this, and it was such a big deal because everybody was like, oh, this playoff is just going to become Italy versus Portugal to get into the World Cup. And, I mean, I was stunned because the game, like the North Macedonia-Italy game, North Macedonia scored with, like, two minutes left in extra time. Yeah, I saw that. So super dramatic. And it was in Italy. Yeah, in North Macedonia, also much smaller. I'm going to be honest. I had no idea that there was a North Macedonia and a not North Macedonia. So not so Macedonia and Greece. North Macedonia and Greece have some agreement about who gets rightful claim to the Macedonian name. So uh, there's some political backstory there. So there's. So that's why it's so North the Macedonia. So the country is North Macedonia. Macedonia. Okay, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it's whenever Yugoslavia broke up, they claimed north macedonia and greece had some qualms with them just being macedonia it's something weird like uh, that. is it really global sports without a uh, politics and gerrymandering no it sounds just about right <laughs> yeah so uh, north macedonia population is only 2.08 million versus italy is 60 million plus they're a soccer powerhouse yeah so this was a big upset now, what about the USA, Jacob? So, in the North American qualifying, the USA is in a really good place for making it to the World Cup in 2022. As of this recording, they are up big on Panama in their game today. The last score I saw was 4 nothing. In fact, let me just pull that score up right now. Cue uh, waiting music. do, 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 do. I don't have it in me for anymore. The final score of that game was 5-1. to one. So the U.S. is in really good position to qualify because their goal differential is much higher than Costa Rica. So Costa Rica is in fourth place and only the top three teams qualify. So unless the U.S. like gets blown out by Costa Rica on Wednesday and Costa Rica blows out El Salvador, then they virtually clinched it. But we thought this in 2018 and the U.S. didn't qualify for the World Cup. Yeah, so fingers cup. Fingers fingers, fingers cup. cup. It's the World Cup, sweetheart. I'm very tired. Fingers crossed. I'm very crossed. tired. I'm Jacob. Oh, fingers crossed we'll see a USA World Cup run. We will. I hope. I really, really, really hope. Speaking of things that could be more hopeful, tell us about the NFL, Jacob. 
Yeah, so as we mentioned in our last episode, uh, Deshaun Watson has been acquired by the Cleveland Browns, and they did his introductory press conference at the end of last week. And, I mean, it was brutal. The Shout-out to the local Cleveland media for absolutely skewering this guy. It's interesting because Deshaun Watson's agent has kind of leveraged his relationships with national media, so they don't really talk about him as much. But Cleveland media had no such issues, just absolutely shooting any question they wanted at him. Um, I mean, I'll just start with the highlights that, frankly, are kind of clickbaity, but kind of summarize how bad it was. Uh, when asked about his actions, he said he had no regrets. Oh. Um, when the general manager of the Cleveland Browns was asked if he thought Deshaun Watson was innocent, he said, we believe in Deshaun the person. Um, it came out that the Browns did not talk to any of Deshaun Watson's victims in their quote-unquote thorough investigation. Oh, my Lord. And no women in the Cleveland Browns organizations was asked about how they felt about their franchise quarterback having done or allegedly having done what he is being sued for. Um, I mean, throughout his press conference, he did maintain his innocence and, I mean, rather forcefully so. And the justice system will be the one to decide this, but, I mean, it was a terrible look. I mean, it was just awful. I mean... And they deserved it. The Browns deserved every single shot that they got. I think it's fair to say it is not going to be the last time we talk about this. No, and it shouldn't be. We shouldn't let this be the last time we talk about this. No. It's almost as much as a dumpster fire as the Denver Broncos stadium, but not quite. Well, that's because it was a literal stadium fire at the Denver Broncos. Yeah, what happened there? So Mile High Stadium, which is the home of the Denver Broncos, they're doing some construction in one of the club seating sections there, and something caused unknown, right? Something started a fire, and it lit some of the luxury box suites on fire, which then spread into some of the upper deck seating. And it was super visible because whatever plastic they use for the seats... Uh, produces a really thick black smoke. So it it was very visible. Love that for them. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, whatever was burned is terrible for the environment. I'm sure it is. Speaking of fires, the NBA also had a fire in a stadium this week um, at the Toronto's Raptors Scotiabank Arena Stadium. They had a fire this Saturday. Uh, They ended up evacuating in the middle of a game for about 40 minutes and then resumed the game without fans. The Raptors did end up winning 131 to 91 against the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, I heard that it was started at a speaker, so I guess you could say that the beats were fire. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) lots of fires this week. Yeah, no, there really have been. Real and metaphorical. Yeah, and I wish we could start another one uh, because we're going to pivot over to hockey here. The Toronto Maple Leafs released a jersey designed by Justin Bieber, and I wish I could light that on fire. Now, to be fair, Justin Bieber is a Canadian and a huge Toronto Maple Leafs fan, so it's not as random as that sounds. Yeah, but it doesn't excuse... No, really. The jerseys aren't that bad. They're really not, but they're not They're just plain. Yeah, Yeah, they're just kind of boring. I will say that we're not really the target audience for those jerseys. And they did become the best-selling jersey on the NHL's store as soon as they were released. So I hope I hope that this spreads hockey to a different demographic. I mean, I love the game of hockey, and I love to see it spread. Amen to that. Spread like a fire, like wildfire, am I right? Yes, and speaking of flames, the Calgary Flames, which is an NHL team in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, 
are suing insurance companies for not providing COVID-related damages that they feel they were entitled to under their all-risks insurance coverage. So, do you remember in, like, spring, or no, it would have been maybe the, the summer or fall, where the some baseball teams were suing the insurance companies over not covering for pandemic insurance? I'm going to be honest, no. So... There were the MLB pulled out insurance policies against a virus mm-hmm. and they were having a hard time having the insurance companies pay up because, you know, the insurance companies will gladly take your premiums and then try and weasel out of doing what they said they would. And the flames are saying that our policy does not have a virus exclusion. And this is a physical risk, right? Because COVID is a physical thing. It poses a physical risk and causes us to lose money and it caused damage to our income therefore we should be paid and our policy doesn't have a virus exclusion so why aren't we getting paid and they're suing for 125 million dollars oh wow that's a lot yeah it is so it's tough for hockey teams they're all kind of cash strapped because they're so dependent on fan attendance to really provide revenue Hmm. well a lot going on there yeah definitely a lot going on some other headlines we're seeing this week Alexis Scrappy Hopkins became the first woman drafted to a pro baseball team to play on the field. So she was drafted onto the Kentucky Wild Health Genomes. They share a field with the Lexington somethings. Oh, it's Lexington Legends. Is that a baseball team? Yeah. Huh. There's the Lexington Legends and the Genomes, and they share the Wild Health Arena. If, if those baseball team names are sounding unfamiliar with you, that's because those are not MBL, MLB teams. They are Atlantic League teams, which is a partner league of the MLB. According to the Atlantic League, over 40% of their players have MLB experience. So, Miss Hopkins, not playing for the MLB yet, but still exciting to see a woman playing on a pro baseball team. Yeah, it is exciting. I just think it's funny that her nickname is Scrappy because I think back to like baseball teams in the late 1800s, early 1900s, where the players just had absolutely ridiculous names like Two Fingers Johnson or Righty Lefty Lucy, <laughs> you know, like just random. Yeah. Just like whimsical Scrappy Hopkins up here at the plate. You know, <laughs> it just sounds you. funny. Yeah. And she was a, uh, a hitting coach as well for the Genomes. Yeah, good for her. I mean, it's, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so hopefully she'll have an exciting season. I believe the first team that she's going to play against is the Lexington Legends as a home game for that's the cool. Genomes. Oh, hitting consultant. She worked as a hitting consultant. Huh. Yeah, shout out to uh, Scrappy Hopkins. Yeah, we're proud of you, girl. For this week's final play segment, we, we talked about what Justin Bieber designed for his hockey jersey. So if you had to design a hockey jersey, what would you want it to look like? What are some elements you'd want to include in it? And what is some flair that you would want to to include? I think an all-black jersey with neon writing on it. And I think the neon writing should be reflective. So it'd look cool in the lights. Remember when we went to that Dallas Stars game? They have some neon jerseys. Oh, yeah, they were super neon cool. Green. They, like, reflected back. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm envisioning. You want to look something like that? Yeah. I mean, it works. It's yeah. definitely a bold. And I'm thinking the, the milkshakes for my team name. The milkshakes? Yeah. I will not explain that any further. All right. Uh, I think if I had to design a jersey, man, I really like black and silver as a combination. 
Um, that's just something like I like that metallic look on all black. Yes, yeah, so you're copying me. Just to be clear. No, no, you did neon. I like I like like the metallic metallic look. Okay. So I think I would go with with like an alternate logo and and have it all metallic on on black. I think that would be what I wanted to look like. So I guess in fairness to Justin Bieber, we wouldn't have come up with any groundbreaking <laughs> changes in designs either. Our ideas <laughs> suck too. Okay. Sorry, Justin. Yeah, apologies, Sorry we Justin. You. Uh, maybe we should take back our flames comments about your jerseys. Yeah, I will say this: I do not understand why so many. Okay, that's a lie. I understand why so many hockey jerseys are white, but I do not understand why fans buy white jerseys because oh, yeah. everyone I see gets like grimy. Yeah, and that's you, true for all sports. You take them to a game and you spill like ketchup or nachos. Yeah, or the person in front of you drops their nachos on you. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel like we need to agree like white jerseys are not where it's at. Yeah, they're not for fans, they're for players. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're a a casual fan actually. Yeah. Like you're not going to too many games. You're watching you're sitting at home in your white jersey, you'll probably be okay. Not me. I would definitely spill something on it sitting at home. Probably buffalo chicken dip. No, probably anything. I'm so I'm a, such a messy eater. Yeah, I can confirm that. Well, I think that's all we got this week. Yeah, I think it is. Been a hectic end of the week and weekend period. Yeah, yeah. Just for our fans out there, uh, I did just start a new job, so our episodes we're still planning on releasing them on Monday and Friday mornings wherever you get your podcast. But just bear with us as we figure out a new recording schedule. We might sound extra tired when we're recording for a while until we figure it out. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Rookie underscore Rundown or on Facebook at Rookie Rundown Pod to find information about episodes and let us know what we should talk about next. And don't forget to keep sports simple, stupid.